0: What's good, LL Nation? Back in this piece. Of course, waiting for that dude to tag in. It's the Lucky Lefty podcast brought to you by Anora Whiskey, featuring Anora Whiskey. Go to AnoraWiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, AnoraWiskey.com. I see the comments are already lit in the chat talking about Brian Kelly signing day. Jim Harbaugh returning to Michigan and other news. Um, Yo, no new commits. Last commit was Trey reader out of the Tampa, Florida area. Class is pretty much done early commitment, early signing period. There were some other big things that happened. Some funny things from Jimbo Fisher. We have video. Excuse me. We have video of Jimbo Fisher, and we have video of Lincoln Riley. Both coaches gave us some great content today, so we're going to be talking about that. Let's see. Anthony Solomon, Sean watched the earlier show from today. I won an MF as the coach and waiting after his first interview. He has the it factor, skin color means nothing to me. Love the show, appreciate it. Yeah, you know, comments after the show. Had a few comments after the show. I had one person tell me that uh, I was pulling stuff out of my ass. And I was wrong for putting Notre Dame in the crosshairs. If Notre Dame wanted to hire Luke Fickle, that was their right. And I was stunned because I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. That wasn't the point of the show. Point of the show was really pointing out certain things that should be given to everyone And I use the example of one thing that was not afforded to Marcus Freeman. But, you know, people get rubbed the wrong way. They get upset. Hey, it is what it is. So we're efforting to get Coach Reed back on to talk about signing day. You guys enjoyed him on Monday. So we'll seal that up. The Michigan class with Jim Harbaugh was pretty much signed. The only person that probably would have signed with them was Trey Reader, who eventually signed with Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame, of most publications, either came in with the sixth or seventh best class. Of course, with the two with the three D commitments that they had, minus if they didn't have the D commitments, I would say Notre Dame definitely would have been a top five class put in the work to be a top five class and, um, all in all pretty good haul for Notre Dame during this recruiting season. I actually spent the six o'clock hour talking to and doing an interview with 2023 defensive back Jair Hall or Jair Hill, who just came from junior day. Said he's gonna be getting back to campus as soon as possible. Kid from Kankakee, Illinois, Kankakee High School, 200 state champ in Illinois. And looking to extend that to not only the 200, but the four by two, four by one. Kid is extremely fast, extremely long, played cornerback his his, uh, sophomore season. And then his junior year got moved to safety. And he got moved to safety because they had two very talented youngsters that they wanted to get on the field. So they put him back in center field, which gave him room to roam and actually put him more into action rather than being at one of the cornerback positions and being able to be taken out of the game or not thrown at because he's only on one half of the field. So that interview is coming out, hopefully on Irish Breakdown. The piece will be coming out in a week or so. I believe Ryan Roberts already put up a piece about his visit on Irish Breakdown, so you can check that out. And our conversation, as the video will show, was more about uh, how he got into football, his childhood, and his time with Chris O'Leary, conversation, and all the schools that are coming after him. Great young man. Check it out. Coming up on Irish Breakdown uh lee marie do you have any idea who the notre dame vp jimbo fisher called out on his press conference today we'll get to that because that struck me the only person that's involved with nil is jack swarbrick nobody else from notre dame speaks on that he, if he was taking a shot at jack swarbrick i have the audio and the video so we're going to get to that in a few minutes um my dude, what's good? We're here. All right, we are. So here alright we are we basically this is old oh, and another thing, episode three. <laughs> we already did a show today, and um, today's show was just you know with the news of Bryant Flores coming down. I had to I had to go ahead and call an audible and just say you know what we have to talk about it had a great show talking about it with LL Nation you guys co-hosted with me this morning fantastic show go and check it out if you haven't checked it out oh and another thing a lot of things to talk about National signing day Jim Harbaugh returns to Michigan uh after his interview with the Vikings and then you have Caleb Williams going to uh, USC. I had fun today talking to my daughter of course After telling her that they have a decent quarterback, I told her the offensive line was still trash, so it won't make a difference.
1: I don't know, Caleb can change the tide.
0: I'm not worried about that, dude. I told her we'll see you the Saturday after Thanksgiving. That's all you have to worry. Saturday after Thanksgiving, we'll be rolling up in that gold standard. That's all. I mean,
1: this is single handedly the best Notre Dame schedule that they've played in the last 20 years. This is not only that, the schedule that Tyler Buckner will be a top five quarterback in the country. We're playing four, at least four of the top 10 quarterbacks in the draft next year. And we're playing the top at least three in the in that same schedule. So Tyler Buckner, I mean, this is the one that quarterbacks of Notre Dame wish they could have as a season. I wish I could have this season because it's without a doubt he wins these games. He can be the top quarterback in the country after one season.
0: I would venture to say 2024 is going to be a pretty dope schedule. Okay. That's when we begin the home-and-home home against Texas A&M, which right now is – that's that's going to be a nice home-and-home home starting in
1: 2024. That'll be a good one. It's not better than Ohio State, though.
0: No, 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 no. But, I mean, Jimbo Fisher, NIL, it's going to be hotly contested. That's, that's going to be huge.
1: It's going to be the hot- – Highly, highly paid for game. That's for
0: sure. sure. And then um, USC is usually our last game. But at this point, the schedule shows that Miami or Florida will be the week after USC. Interesting. So it's very interesting. And then we have Florida State that year. So, yeah, the schedule this year is definitely a a little bit tougher because of the quarterbacks we face. I just wanted to point out, because we're going to talk about Jimbo Fisher and his comments, that they start that home at home with Texas A&M in 2024. Look, man, I'll, Notre Dame doesn't give a darn who they play. Notre Dame, takes, they, they play everybody. They play everybody. I wish they still had Michigan and Michigan State on the schedule.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're definitely not, at this point in our – Tenure, you you're worried about any particular team, considering we're playing a little bit of everybody. But it just gives us more frequent flyer miles when we're beating teams across the country.
0: And I'll say this. I think the 23 schedule is more difficult than next year. I
1: don't know. I mean, the schedule we got is, is top-notch,
0: hands let, down. Let me, let me tell you why. In 2023, Ohio State comes to Notre Dame Stadium in week three. USC in the second year, Lincoln Riley comes the following week or the following game. They go to Wake Forest and then come back and play Clemson. So they play in th- four weeks. They play Ohio State, USC, and Clemson in 2023 early in the season.
1: Next year we play. Next year when they spaced out,
0: no, that's like three. Three of those four games are against those three teams.
1: No, I'm talking about this this, this, this schedule. This year
0: it's spaced out. They got Ohio State up front. Then they play Clemson in the beginning of November, and then they end the season at USC. But my point is that would be year two of K. Klubnik at Clemson. So Clemson more than likely would be better. C.J. Stroud would probably be gone. So I don't know if Ohio State would be as good.
1: But USC in year two would definitely be better under Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I mean, the USC is definitely somebody to worry about because, you know, they're going to get the right recruits.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, But defensively, knowing Lincoln Riley's history, I don't think that we should be (laughs) too worried. We should be too worried. I Um, I had somebody
0: on Twitter tell me Lincoln Riley got a bunch of guys in the transfer portal from Kansas State. I said, oh, word, that's supposed to scare me?
1: This is killing me, this Kansas State thing. It keeps jumping up on us every time. Kansas State is so similar to a team like Iowa. They they just they just got different color jerseys.
0: Man, look. Let's get into it. So earlier today, Jimbo Fisher, his press conference, he signed a number one class in all the college football. And he was a little upset by the comments by Nick Saban. Before the championship game, Lane Kiffin this week on Two Four Seven Sports actually with Coach Carl Reed, who was on with us Monday. Coach Reed interviewed Lane Kiffin, and Lane Kiffin had some very interesting comments about NIL. And then in his press conference, Jimbo Fisher felt like it was his time to jump in the pool
2: pit. A lot of money is being spent and just your. Here's what
3: I'm going to say, and this is point blank. This is point blank to the because here's here's my problem. There is no $30 million fund. There is no five million dollars. There is no 10 million. This is garbage, okay? And it does. It pisses me off. That people, and here it comes from a site called Bro Bible by a guy named Slice Bread. Then everybody runs with it. So it's written on the internet as gospel. How irresponsible is that? And then to have coaches in our league and across this league to say it, clown acts. All right? Irresponsible as hell. Multiple coaches in our league. And the guy's griping about NIL, griping about transfer portal, using it the most and bragging about it the most. That's the ironic part. You want character? I'll, just, I'll taste it with any of y'all. It's a joke. It does piss me off. The other thing, when you look at, at, at vice president, I get another one, vice president of Notre Dame. Supposed to be a rep university, right? That's a heck of a person leading a rep university. I'd be real proud if I hired that guy. Read it off sliced bread. It's funny. When Nick Saban said his quarterback got an $800,000 deal, it was wonderful. Now it ain't wonderful no more, huh? But ours, ours, we ain't got that. Ours are on record what comes up. We ain't doing all them big deals. Ain't none on our place that we know of. That's funny when you do it. The hypocrisy is a joke. It's an absolute joke, and it's insulting to our staff, how hard we work, to how we do things, and it's insulting to Texas A&M because there ain't a better place to go to school and play ball. If you don't like it, we're coming on, get used to it. All right? We ain't going nowhere. It, it, it's, it's an absolute joke that people put the hard work in and do it. It's irresponsible. But it's funny, when they get it, it's all okay. Ball games are changing, man. It ain't because of NIL and what goes on. It's pretty irresponsible of all of them. They're clowns.
2: We'll go next, if they please. got a
3: problem with it, come see me. I ain't a hard guy to find. <laughs>
1: He's talking like that because he got one up on saving. And, and and you know, you t- you can take a shot like that because you won last year. Okay, we get it. But, listen, we know what it is. You don't got to be mad, man. Look, it is what it is. Man, you just got the expectation. Now, you got to win. Georgia don't complain. Georgia, no. Everybody no. know down in Georgia what's going on. Kirby okay, we smarting up there talking about it. Cause he know the expectation is, we know what's happening, but you gotta get a championship, and that's what he did. Now Jimbo's Fisher is in the same position, but that when that seat get hot, now he want to talk about people complaining and and getting these excuses because he's trying to set the excuses up. He know that he he got them players off it. Of, look, then you throwing shots at no, who is sliced bread? The sliced bread thing.
0: He was just hypothetically putting the name of a blog out there, man, trying to be funny. He's talking about Jack Swarbrick and talking about that's supposed to be a reputable university, right? Like, man, what are you talking about right now? Yeah. What are you talking about? Cause-
1: we see him down the road. We do got a problem with it. We'll see you down the road.
0: He's hot. He's mad because they called him on it.
1: Yeah, it's like, Okay, if it's not NIL and other things going what is what's going on? You're not telling us what it is. You're just saying it's not that. Because if it's not that, there's nothing that you can say that you're really doing much better. What are you, putting kids in space? Dude,
0: right, let's look at this, dude. So we bring this up, and this guy, we have to give him credit, them gators, bad on Twitter. He he wrote it down. Jimbo, 18, number 17, went 9 and 4. Number 19, number 4 class, went 8 and 5. 2020, number 6 class, went 9 and 1. Number 20, 2021, the number 8 class, went 8 and 4. This year, with the NIL, all of a sudden, he's the number 1 class. Sabin, 18, number 4, went 14 and 1. 19, number one class went 11 and 2 20 number two class went 13 and 0 21 the number one class went 13 and 2 that's two championships by the way during that time period nil he's still the number two class like dude everything that you're saying is not affecting nick saban bro no nick saban is laughing at you he's laughing
1: yeah, and he, and you know, Jimbo's trying because he he got to do a good job, not making it too obvious because of the place that it is. Yeah, Texas A&M may be great, but Texas A&M ain't pulling number one classes out of nowhere. No, so
0: you know what? Put him on the petty train too. What the heck? Why are you talking about Bryce Bryce Bryce's pockets?
1: Yeah, pocket watching, pocket watching. For what? Bryce go won get, the Heisman, so Bryce earned it, really.
0: Go get you a quarterback that's worth a bit. Yeah,
1: Bryce, Bryce, worth it. He won the Heisman, so they got what they paid for. Come on, man. They got what they paid oh, for.
0: This dude, this dude, did what he did. Did it dirty at Florida State. It got him a national championship, and then it got him up out of there, and he left before everything fell before the deck of cards fell let's just tell the truth he's gonna do the same thing at Texas A&M he's gonna build it up he's gonna get a team he might win and then when the cards are about to fall he's gonna bounce on Texas A&M too so I'm not trying to hear that all oh, we do it clean hard work shut up yeah Your resume doesn't say that we does to for the state and see how you got Jameis up out of the state of Alabama. We can talk about that. Ask Nick Saban how you got Jameis Winston up out of the state of Alabama. Talk about that.
1: Florida State still messed up.
0: From him and the way he left it. Lucky Lefty podcast, man. That, that right there just had me almost brought myself to tears and laughter.
1: Yeah, because he's
0: that man, dude.
1: He talking about a, a hit a hit a. Squealing dog, man. He was out there really just telling on himself. It's like, man, don't be upset because we called you out on it. Just be like, hey,
0: hard,
1: hard money, hard on the mud, hard money earned. You know, just put it to use. He don't want, he don't want the what comes behind it. Cause now Georgia proved the concept. Now you got the concept. And yeah. now you gotta win. Are you gonna blow teams out undefeatedly like Georgia was trying to do? If you're not, then you're gonna get Probably fired, you know, because they're going to be like, we paid all this money, you getting an eight and four seasons. Not happening.
0: If A&M doesn't get at least to the SEC championship
1: game. It's a failed season. <laughs> and that's their fault. They're the ones, alumni, you know, we know about Texas, Texas alumni in general. Texas A&M is not no just country school. It's not just no agricultural school. They got some money over there, man.
0: Yeah, they got some money.
1: They got some big, big money.
0: It's the state of Texas. <laughs> it's nothing but money in that entire state. Like, what is he talking about? We don't have no fun. That's not what we do. Man, shut up. Yeah. Texas schools have been he basically saying all the way back to SMU in the 80s. He and
1: basically saying we got a fund, but you're not supposed to know about it. He said, duh, we got a fun, But, like, what? I mean, everything he's doing, he told us about He definitely has a fun. He definitely does that. He definitely is upset that Nick Saban and Jack Swarbrick and all them said something. And he's definitely upset that the internet is telling on him. Yes, it's gospel. The internet is gospel.
0: (laughs) And and Jack, unless I'm mistaken, Jack Swarbrick never said anything about Texas A&M directly.
1: Yeah, you. It, it is crazy because he's taking a shot at him. Like, yeah, I would hire that guy.
0: And then he should. If you're gonna say my name, you get my permission. You get my position right.
1: That's right. He oh. said a, he said a assistant, right, or something like that.
0: Yeah, vice president or something like that. Like, man, what are you talking about? Put some respect on my name. Put some respect on my name.
1: We are gonna see him in a little bit. What's That's that? Twenty twenty three. We gonna see him.
0: Twenty twenty four. Artie. 2024. I think the last statement Jack Swarbrick made, he was asked about EA Sports and the NIL rules and the return of, and his his comment was, we're in a mess right now. Like, literally, that's the last thing he said. The last thing he said about NIL. Like, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking about? you just mad because Lane Kiffin laid into your tail. This is Lane Kiffin. 247 sports no you know what not lane kiffin i'm sorry but lane kiffin was on 247 sports and pretty much just put put it out there like look things are wrong and something needs to be done and lane is doing it by lane knows where he's at this is what why are you taking shots in lane lane knows he's at old miss yeah and he knows he can't recruit on the same level with Ole Miss, so yeah. he wants to go to the transfer portal. Like, why are you, why are you pissing on him? Because he's doing what he needs to do. Man, this he's,
1: is, he's this lame. this is what you don't want to see, man. You don't want to see coaches being upset because of their hiring practices or their recruiting practices. I think Lane Kiffin is so transparent that NIL is probably working better for him. And I think they probably snagged something that Texas A&M wanted, and you know Jimbo Fisher. When you doing it like the Rams are doing it, all money in. This is going to be interesting to see how the outcome is. Like the Rams are in position where they're at the Super Bowl, where they have to win. The Bengals want to win. The Rams have to win because you got all that money tied up. Yeah. The Bengals, the cheapest organization in, in the world. <laughs> they're not even going to be able to afford Joe Burrow after this game.
0: Man, if he like wins, they gave him winning the Super Bowl is probably the worst thing in the world,
1: yeah. For the Bengals organization, they're you know, like, What we gonna go get this Brown, money from?
0: Paul Brown is cheap as all get out, his son, even worse, right? And you know, Joe Burrow and his agents walking up in the office like
1: 300 mil.
0: That's where we start. <laughs> That's what we start, yeah. Don't
1: let them win, don't let them win and get the MVP because then. He gonna have to leave Cincinnati. He probably gonna have to go somewhere like Dallas or somewhere.
0: Well, y'all want to swap with Dak? I'll take it. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. Tyler Evans said Texas A&M is still the third best team in that conference. I don't even think they're third. I'm gonna keep it real. I don't even think they're the third best team. You got Georgia. You got Alabama. At this point, I'm gonna take Florida over Texas A&M.
1: We're going to see what Billy Napier puts together.
0: That's my point. I'll take Billy Napier over Jimbo Fisher any day. Matter of fact, fact, I'll take Brian Kelly at LSU over Jimbo Fisher.
1: Brian Kelly ain't ain't secured a good recruit since.
0: He needs to stop all that dancing because you're right. He did all that dancing behind my man, and my man still committed to Nick Saban. See, yeah. that's how, that shows you how gangster Nick Saban is, bro.
1: He don't <laughs> care about none of that.
0: That's why I told everybody when he made that statement about the NIL the day before the <laughs> National Championship game, he was sending out a warning shot. Like, y'all really don't, y'all really don't want me to get involved in this, man.
1: That's why he mentioned it. He said, You you making you saying stuff about it, but you using it the most. You getting all the guys, right? He said, I know.
0: I know, <laughs> I know. And he's like, okay. And He was letting the world know. I think college football needs to do something about this NIL. If you don't,
1: it's gonna be a long day.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have Man. to die. I'm gonna have to die out of office. Like I'm not retiring. <laughs> I'm gonna have to die
1: because it's, be no it's gonna be too I'm sweet. It's gonna be too sweet. I can't now. walk away from this. I'm walk this away from this. We coming? Because yeah. now he's he's snatching players from teams in the same conference. I mean, he's just getting disrespectful. He lost the national championship and was grabbing players off the championship team. <laughs> yes. How you losing the national championship and grab players? That's like if we lost to Alabama in 2012 and A.J. McCann and all them, Amari Cooper, all was like, you know what? I think I want to go to Notre Dame. What in the hell?
0: That's like we all go to a party, bro, and we up in there. And the whole crew was talking about this girl, talking about how ugly she is. And we look up Monday, and hear you come walking with her down the hall, hand in hand. Hand in hand. What happened? Like, you just said she looked like a dog literally two days ago.
1: Yeah. Now you
0: cuddled up with
1: her? Cuddled up. That's
0: that's Burton being in Alabama right now.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's Eli Ricks being in Alabama right now.
1: That's Georgia Tech's running back. Being in Alabama. I mean, it's like Nick Saban just get the, the he just skims off the top of everything. Just give me all the top at the top, and then we y'all worry about the rest of like the good players. Man. This dude, man, he,
0: he's he's wild. He's wild. And then the new head coach of the USC Trojans had the nerve to go on ESPN college football today and talk about the transfer portal. <laughs> Literally, your starting quarterback just came to USC via the transfer portal, along with two receivers that you took from Oklahoma where you were. And you're complaining about it? Oh, man. Put him on the petty train, too.
2: Obviously, it's, it's changed, you know, really the way that, that college football operates. And uh, I think at some point we'll have to put in some some guardrails, uh, some ways to kind of ensure when this can happen when it can't happen so that players uh, staffs all that are a little bit more on the same page um, right now it's uh, it's so open ended uh, that it's I think difficult. I think it's difficult for players, difficult for coaches, difficult to build rosters. You try to project to the future. Um, and, and then I think kind of the ill effects of that when you start looking down at the at the high school athlete and how many of these scholarships are actually going to players um, in high school is, is concerning. And so I think you know, so much has changed and there's a lot of really good people, smart people in college football that care about this sport. And I think you know, a lot of those people need to get together as we have a chance to assess all that's happened. And I think we can put together some, a plan that gives everybody the flexibility that they want, but also maintains uh, kind of the, the integrity of building a roster and, and uh, be, you know, being able to use all the different channels to do that in a positive way.
0: Did this man just say, "Put some"? It's difficult for the coaches. Coaches can leave whenever they want to, but we got to put some guardrails on this because it's difficult the way it is for coaches to go out and decide who's going to be on their roster, who they're going to get scholarships to. But you can just up and leave Oklahoma just whenever.
1: Yeah, the hypocrisy, and and, and what's even crazier is that it's just so disingenuous because everything you're talking about, you went and did the opposite. The main character on your team is a guy that isn't a transfer. You didn't go to no high school and hand out no quarterback scholarship. What do you mean? You literally got your season from a transfer portal. So I don't understand where the guardrails will go in. If anything, they starting with you. Start with you. Start with you. Okay. Okay. You can't take the whole school with you.
0: (laughs) Coaches, administrators. My man took everything Oklahoma had to USC.
1: (laughs) Everything. You can't tell the three guys on the roster at quarterback, they gotta go. You can't do that. So I don't know. I think it's a very selfish thing to say. You need guardrails on a situation where, one, it just started. So, y'all been doing crummy stuff at the head coaching position all the time for years. We finally get a little taste of something, and it's not like everybody is going crazy. You just get a higher volume of transfers, and you just openly giving money to the same people you was giving money to before. It's never been everybody. So I just think there's just a It's just a hot media take, and he's just trying to be really low-key because he knows he's the biggest culprit. Hey, man, Jimbo.
0: Dude, today was the worst day in the history of statements made by college coaches. I feel like, man, just come out, list the name of the guys that committed, and go back to your office. All this other stuff, man, the two dudes that are doing the most had the nerve to sit up there at press conferences and complain about what they're doing. You literally just benefited from NIL. Hugely. And you literally just benefited the most from the transfer portal. But you want to sit up there like, we need to do something about this. Man, stop. 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 And I know for a fact, I said it this morning, my text to my daughter was like, yo, didn't you tell me that you switched the class and the the last day to switch classes was like the 25th or 26th because classes were closing? And she was like, yeah. I was like, my man tweeted out yesterday he just started classes. What classes he started yesterday? (laughs) I am confused. How did this happen?
1: It
0: was made. Please tell me how this happened. You're a student there, you told me you had to make a last minute switch before the deadline. That was the 25th. Here it is. It's February 1st. February 1st. My man is taking his, his first day of classes.
1: Well, I told you a couple weeks back he'd been out here. Remember I told you on the podcast, back when we was probably talking, when we was talking about him his decision. Right. He was already out here. Going to Laker games, taking pictures around the area, like, yeah, so that's why I knew USC was the number one target. He already been living out here for about a month, so I think it's just uh,
0: hold on. Where you been living? Who paying
1: for it? And I yeah, you don't. It don't even matter so, yeah. now. Yeah, it don't even matter.
0: But we want to act like you know Jimbo Fisher is clean. <laughs> I'm here. You want to see me? I ain't hard to find. this shut up. The game yeah. is the game.
1: He said that to Saban because he won. I'm telling you. He won last year, so now he in think that Saban can't talk nothing to him. Come see about.
0: about it. Saban will see him in Tuscaloosa. Like, we don't have to talk?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we, don't to talk,
1: we don't have to talk, man. You
0: know what I mean? We'll see you in Tuscaloosa. You
1: yeah, do, to, yeah, come on down.
0: You know, you got a little four-point win at College Station last year. Yeah. Okay. Bring that, bring that freshman quarterback on down here to Tuscaloosa.
1: Yeah, let me talk to him.
0: I got something for him.
1: His <laughs> name got, is Anderson.
0: I got some transfers. Yeah. I got some freshmen that played in the championship game that are sophomores now. Yeah, come on down.
1: But but the thing is, Saban does a great job at roster building. That's a great job at roster building. Besides the fact that he did some transfers, that's just to just make the team unstoppable every year. Man. But other than that, the team is still good. It wasn't like the, the team is built very well. He just got an extra couple knockout the park pieces. And he's like, now what?
0: Yo, Charlie his last belt loop said I'm about to put 70 on his head.
1: You know it. You know what he is. <laughs> yeah, Saving got that 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 Tom Brady in him. He remember that. he remember that
0: oh man look I don't have a dude I respect dudes that dominate see I'm not that type of person what I mean by that like you know how somebody dominates the game I'll give you perfect example I enjoy Drake music (laughs) I I fully recognize that he's that dude and that he's been that dude but I don't have to sit up And while I'm cleaning up the crib, I don't have to play a full Drake album if that's not my preference. But I fully recognize who he is. There's no hate. Like people, you might not like you might not like Alabama. That might not be your preference. But God darn it, you got to recognize who that because they whooping, they kicking butt, and what Nick Saban is. You better give that man his flowers.
1: Absolutely.
0: You don't have to love him. But you better respect them and be being honest with yourself. Like, while we're sitting up here talking about national championships, we know who Notre Dame is chasing. Let's not get it twisted. First step is beating that team in Columbus. That's the first step.
1: First step. Big step. Big step. But the first step.
0: But the next step after that, <laughs> more than likely beating Bama in the college football playoff. That's an even bigger step.
1: I mean, that's the step.
0: So, yo, it is what it is. It is what it is. Matt D says, Saban is sarcastic, funny, and can be when he needs to be. I love to hear what he says to Jimbo after his boys crush A&M. Dude, Saban was, dude, Saban told that cat Kirby. Y'all whooped us in the fourth quarter. He might as he might as well about said it, it's about time. Yeah, that's basically. Really what he's saying. Basically, like I had to lose both my wide receivers. It's about time because <laughs> if you didn't beat me this time, I was going to talk some big ish in the offseason. season. Big, exactly. big, big,
1: ish. and Kirby knew that's why Kirby was so thankful. He was like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you,
0: right? thank you,
1: thank you, thank you," because he knows he knows. Saving wasn't you know usually saving like when he lost to Clemson, he was all mad and you know. This one, he was like, I just needed, just I want the bragging rights on this one. So you off the hook, basically. You off the hook, Kirby. You off the hook.
0: Will Chesnick said, after Freeman was hired, I heard that NB has had smaller recruiting staffs than other schools. Other teams have dozens of staff go to high school games. NB will have one or two. Is Freeman working to change this? You were in the building, bro. So
1: Yeah, I mean the recruiting office has never been a, a dominating force within the the office of football. It's kind of just had its own like uh its own little section, like a big meeting room. Which I'm sure at Alabama they have a whole building for recruiting. You know, they have its own separate building, look like a warehouse, which is yeah. twenty people at a desk just calling people every day or Instagram and their social media, but you know, they work hard in that office. I don't know if we don't have representatives everywhere, like secret service agents or anything, but that's also what's been the uniqueness of Notre Dame is still recruit out of a small office. I, I don't know if it would change as much if we put, uh, build a whole new side of the building for recruiting. Yeah. But in this day and age, it might have to be something like that. I mean, you want to get all hands on deck and be a program changer. I think Marcus Freeman wants to put the work in on a firsthand basis first and then probably build a model of what the recruiting office should look like, modeled after his recruiting style. So, you know, the first year, you know, he got a lot of things on his plate. But I think as time goes on, he'll be able to build that part out
2: often.
0: That's interesting that you say that because, you know, we look at Notre Dame as this this private university that's sitting on a mint <laughs> as a Catholic university, and they are sitting on a mint. Like, I don't want to distract from that. It's a lot of money connected to Notre Dame, a lot of money. They just don't like to spend a lot of it. No. They just don't like to spend a lot of it. So, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see. I think Marcus Freeman can be very creative, like the way he brought uh, Larry Nidis on as a consultant, you know, in a consultant capacity. He's added Watts as a consultant to Harry Heestand. And hopefully they had hire other consultants and other positions in that building that builds the staff, that gives them a bigger network of coaches to not only be able to put in the work for preparation and practices, but also to do more recruiting and to build a program.
1: Yeah, I think it's just a little step that's going to be taken. It's just interesting to see uh, college football just be more active with all the different rule changes and NIL and, and recruiting and, co- and head coach changes, it's a refreshing move for college football to see how reinvented the season will change from that Will teams look even more stacked or even less stacked yeah. with just the craziness of how these, these moves have been made. But I'm excited. I think that we're in the, the clear standing that everything we're doing is definitely going to add something different and give us a totally different look when we run out there versus ohio state i haven't heard a lot of ohio state being in the transfer portal that much but for i what? do for what for what
0: dude they got a dude that couldn't get on the field going in the first round from another school this year Like <laughs> right? for what for fam we know what it is look Let me tell you something. Let me tell you why important brand. How important Brandon Joseph is. Okay. We know what it is. We know what it is. We know we can apply pressure with that front seven. We know the linebackers are going to be incredible. I heard today that Marcus Freeman said the linebacker, two of the linebackers, are in the number one group in speed drills.
1: Oh yeah, that was on purpose. Yeah, they did that on purpose. He recruited that.
0: Running with Chris Tyree, like yo, those are my linebackers. I'm like, I'm sitting up there, like, okay, this is
1: yeah, it's linebacker you. What do you mean, it's linebacker you,
0: dude? Brandon Joseph is going to keep that back end. If we don't have the big plays, if they don't get the big plays in the horseshoe in the passing game, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Because we're right running right,
1: sideline to sideline right,
0: right now. Because here we running that ball. Oh, we running that ball. Don't get it twisted. I hope they're not looking at that Fiesta Bowl tape.
1: No, 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 no. We running the ball we're for running sure. That
0: ball. We running that ball. You can believe that. We got three backs.
1: Yeah, at least
0: three. We want to beat you to the outside, okay? We run want to run the patient game, okay? Then we get to the fourth quarter and you can't tackle and you don't want to tackle. Come on, Audrey. Yeah. Come on, big boy.
1: You don't want to tackle. It's going to be a long day with Audrey.
0: Come on, big boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Man in trouble.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's go. You we might def- not want to bring, bro. You might not. I know we're doing a live show. You might not want to bring me to your hometown. <laughs> Around Buckeyes fans, because I'm that dude that'll cause you to get into a fight. You know how you go <laughs> you know, party with your boys.
1: Yeah, you yeah, you can't them. bring some of them, man. Right.
0: I'm the dude you don't want to bring.
1: Oh, my right? gosh. Why? You Why?
0: Me. Oh, yeah, because I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something. I'm going to hurt feelings. I'm going to hurt feelings. I'm talking that ish. I'm like, I ain't never got to come back in. I don't oh. never, uh, never back to Ohio ever
1: again. I ain't never gotta come back here ever again. <laughs>
0: Not my hometown. I can say what I want to say.
1: Oh yeah, we can't, we can't take you. Can't take you there, man. Oh no. <laughs> I'll say whatever. I ain't gotta come you back. What do you mean?
0: Yeah, we're going to the horseshoe. We'll be there.
1: The live and show. That'd be yeah, the see? live and
0: show. They try to kill you here in the Columbus if you talk that. That's okay. That's okay. I'm all for it, Matt D. I'm all for it. That's right. That's forward. right. You Look, know how we do. when We I go. You with one you. thing, Mad D. I will not be alone. <laughs> Whatever they try to do, they're gonna have to think twice about That's it. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: I will not be alone. We I don't here like that. I don't try. <laughs> right. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, we we going to the right place. Look, we we this is not our first hostile environment.
0: <laughs> PS, said, Big Mouth Shug gonna make us fight twenty bucks <laughs> our fans to get to the bus. Hey man, look, <laughs> it is what it is, baby. LL Nation in this
1: piece. <laughs> LL Nation, they gonna have to recognize we not coming and play no games. <laughs> That's that is right. so funny. Rolling deep, came out. Rolling deep.
0: Got all fam. Got fam from the west side already letting me know. Like, hey,
1: I'm rolling with you. I'm going too. You
0: know what I'm saying? Sean Stewart said, I got your back. <laughs> I
1: appreciate you, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. I
0: want all the smoke. I want all of it. And
1: all don't let us the- win. Don't let us win.
0: Oh, <laughs> you definitely got to get me out of town quick and <laughs> we win.
1: They got to rush you out like they be rushing oh. the presidents out.
0: They rush out. Okay. Don't take me to any local bar (laughs) after that game if we win. No.
1: You will not be a straggler after that win because you got to get up out of there.
0: The only thing that's going to protect those fans immediately after that game, if Notre Dame gets the dub, is the fact that I'm going to be wearing that credential. (laughs) And I'm going to have to represent myself as part of the media.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. I'm I'm, going to keep it. Real low key.
1: But if it wasn't on.
0: But when I come out of that press conference, (laughs) I get the content needed. Oh, you better believe I'm walking the entire circuit. I'm walking the entire perimeter of the horseshoe. Searching. (laughs) Searching cats to talk to.
1: Searching for the smoke.
0: Yeah. First dude I want, you know, the bald head dude. (laughs) I'm finding like, him. That's the first dude. I'm that's fine. the first dude you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Like you might as well eat those, bro.
1: Yeah, but what happened? Hit him with a what happened? What what, what, what what this is the shoe? We put on the shoe. We put on the shoe this time.
0: Oh I got Eugene Williams, Sean the that will have some Chicago house juke music as intro to a fight. Eugene, you know how it is. See Chicago. Is one of those rare cities that has basements. Because <laughs> a lot of people down south they don't have basements. They don't basement. have basements. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you guys had it in Ohio. Bro. Yeah, well, I had a basement. In Ohio. Okay, you know, you know how it's it's one way in, one way out. The basement party,
1: bro. That's right. That's right. Fight breaks out. Everybody fight.
0: Everybody fight. Everybody. <laughs> Girls getting knocked down on the dance floor, ain't nobody safe.
1: No, no, no,
0: no. It is what it is. All I'm telling you is I'm not waiting. I'm not doing (laughs) that. From the time I land in the bus, I'm walking through Columbus Airport talking ish. (laughs) I'm landing, walking off the plane, talking about the champs are here.
1: You gonna see this, you gonna see the CRM, man. You talking about the champs are here. The champs are here. Ale Bumbaye, yeah. Sean Bumbaye, <laughs> hell yeah.
0: Oh man. So, see, Wet Blanket said there's no basements in Oklahoma. Okay, DBZ, Indiana has basements. See, that's like a Midwest thing.
1: It's a Midwest thing, I got, yeah, you Midwest got to. Thing. Tornadoes and stuff, you know. Yes.
0: yeah mike nolan thank you for the super chat shauna right about nd and their money they don't want donors paying players they want donors giving them those dollars hey i will say this they invested in the facilities i think the recruits they did a uh poll of the 2023 recruits i think notre dame's facilities came in fourth amongst recruits for best okay okay Oregon was number one. Alabama was number two.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think Clemson. Was, Notre Dame was four, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Notre Dame was four. They got a new combination too. I was I was talking to the recruits from Junior Day this weekend. They laid out all of the new uh, uniform combinations. Yeah. <laughs> They got a they got a new double green combination. I think they might be sporting next year.
1: Oh, we got a double green coming in
0: combination.
1: Okay, about time.
0: That that, you know what I mean. And I think the green is like a little bit of a darker green, Mm. not like a Michigan State shade, but a little bit darker than you know the other green jerseys. Okay, that'll be interesting the green bottoms, and the gold helmet. Mm. Yeah, that might be funky.
1: Might be something I put on the wish list.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Brian Kelly did get Harold Perkins, who, by the way, decided to take the NIL money at LSU rather than taking it at Texas A&M. That would be perfect if Harold Perkins said, man, I gave you your check back. If he tweeted that out to Jimbo right now, I'll be like, you dog. That.
1: Yeah, the internet, the internet would melt down.
0: It would melt down. Jimbo would have to come out with another press conference. I don't know what he's talking about. What yeah, check.
1: straight up. There straight no up. Pay. Not the, not the $100,000 check. I know you're right. not talking about that because there's no way.
0: So before we switch over to um, Caleb Williams and a little bit more about that, you didn't have an opportunity to give your thoughts on Brian Flores and everything that happened with him.
1: You know, man, it's, it's one of those martyr situations trying to hopefully turn the tide and get more people to sign on to get some more uh, just support. I think it's just hard, similar to the Colin Kaepernick. I mean, you're going to sue a guy and then ask him to, for employment. I just think that's just a hard ask, you know. So hopefully, you know, there's enough sensation behind it that can, that can turn the tide. But at the end of the day, you can't make nobody – hire you that doesn't want to yeah especially if it's their own thing you know if anything you just start your own club get your own teams and do your own thing but you know it's one of those rare situations where you know you can't really tell them what to do either right (laughs) that's true so it's not illegal but i mean you know
0: thank you for the super chat this has been a fun show can't wait until you guys come to columbus we need to beat ohio state so i can talk (laughs) For once, Buckeye fans are the worst. Hey, man, let me tell you. I, I don't know if I told this story before. Let me tell you, I don't care. I don't care. At the time, she was my, my girlfriend. She's my wife now. She can vouch for this. We went to a, uh, a Michigan-Illinois game because I went to Illinois for college. And somehow I bought tickets in the player section for Michigan. That's how I got into the game. So got him off a of Michigan site uh, ticket exchange site late. Sat there and in the middle of all of those players player comp tickets, me and my boy talked ish for four quarters. <laughs> and this was this was the Drew Henson freshman year, Tom Brady senior year.
1: Oh, you was there at the yeah, game
0: for that game. Where they
1: played Drew Henson first, right?
0: Right. They played Tom. Now, Tom Brady started. Drew oh. Henson came in. Yeah, came in. And then Tom Brady finished the game up, and Illinois came back and won because a local kid, Rocky Harvey from Chicago, ran like ran for, like, 150 yards in the fourth quarter.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: From Michigan had two big runs. Kirk Kittner, they led him back from, like, a two-touchdown deficit, and Illinois stole the game at the end. Mm-hmm. I talked about Drew Henson so bad. True story his mama was in front of us and she got up and went up to the suites. I talked about him <laughs> now. I do. I don't care. I don't care where I'm sitting. I'm talking that ish in the bus. He
1: said I talked about him so bad.
0: weekend long. I'm talking. I'm talking. And we might come up short.
1: Yeah, but you still talking. Oh,
0: my experience, gonna <laughs> my experience is going to be wonderful. My experience is going to be wonderful.
1: Well, at least that's a true, Either that's way. a true, that's a true stuff, talker, man. Through hella high water, but they gonna
0: hear about you, yo. So let me tell you something, man. Notre Dame fans, if you coming to the bus, don't come timid. Don't come up in that timid. Bring that, bring that MF air vibe. Yeah, you coming on fire? Let's go.
1: So, Talked in yeah. with excitement. Coach, like, you know we're going to win because we're going to need it because it's a hostile environment. You know, we're going to somebody else's backyard. Uh, I have to check
0: it out. Uh, Lilo said Hugh Jackson is on Pivot, keeping it real with Ryan Clark and uh, Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder. I'm going to have to check it
1: out. Yeah, that's a good show. I think they just dropped it not too long ago, Premium.
0: Hey, bro, let me tell you something. The most damning thing about that whole Brian Flores thing is all the stuff with the Dolphins. That giant stuff with, like
1: – They you know, showing up to the meeting late or something
0: like that. Yeah, Belichick and then, you know, John Elway being drunk. John Elway's always drunk. That's he
1: been, is a drunk.
0: That's that's always been known. Yeah. This guy, Stephen Ross, asking his man to lose games for 100K – now, I'm gonna
1: keep and then it and then getting mad when they won.
0: I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, bro. If he had offered a meal per game, I might have thought about. it. <laughs> I might have thought about it. Man. I
1: think I might have thought about it <laughs> too.
0: You know what I'm saying? If he said, "Man, I will give you a million per game," we might. That's
1: 18 four. million.
0: Oh uh, yeah, we might have been, dude. I would have lost. I would have lost. I would have had the record for most losses. In- <laughs>
1: But I think that's just the frustration of he wouldn't have asked that to a non-black coach. I think that's what his frustration is. He's like, you really ask me to lose, and you know we barely even get a chance you to coach.
0: One opportunity is all you get.
1: Yeah, so that's probably what set him off because he was like, now the opportunity, I get it. But now you're telling me to tank my own opportunity? Absolutely not. Absolutely then,
0: not. as soon as you get Joe Burrow, because that's who you wanted, you got to hire an offensive coordinator. Or yeah. guy to develop them. So I'm out of here. Is this man. And when Hugh Jackson came out and tweeted out that he had the deposits for the money he was paid in Cleveland to tank, I said, oh, it's about to get real. I, it just got real.
1: He said he had deposits and to tank? He
0: said he got the deposits of the money he was paid. Hugh said, I took so it. So, Hugh took it. Yeah, like, he took, I I took, I took it.
1: <laughs> so, he don't even care. Yeah, okay, okay. He don't even care. So, then, yeah. I think that, was, Hugh, I think that was
0: Hugh's second, second. That was his second job,
1: though. Mm.
0: Right? Raiders first.
1: He liked that one, though. I think he liked the Raiders job.
0: Yeah. So, Hugh was like, man, look. Y'all not trying to win? Hey, all right. Pay me. Hit me with them direct deposits,
1: and they was hitting him with it.
0: He said he got the receipts, bro.
1: Oh man, but then again, them. it what it what would it mean? It's not gonna mean nothing. This uh, is just like, it's
0: not gonna mean nothing.
1: It's just a team that's like, yeah, that's what we did it. We did it. So what? This is my team, and we yeah. got what we got. They
0: reserve, dude, that's the way it should be. I'm all for you being able to hire whoever you want to hire. Yeah, but. It, if you don't want to play by the rules, just cut the check.
1: Just cut the check. Send it to chair. And that's and that's just and that's just what it, you know, the fans know what, what tanking looked like. They call for it. That's all. The fans been calling for tanking for Miami for a minute to get to it. So <laughs> I mean, it's 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 just more of just the, the irony that college football and the NFL is just all oh, the, the 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 dress fell down. Everybody see what's under the skirt, and the only person embarrassed is
0: yeah. Now this is the crazy thing, though. I wouldn't compare him to Kaepernick because um, Kaepernick had no other option. Kaepernick had no other option. (laughs) He's going to come back in. Kaepernick had no other option. None. It was like, he might not ever coach in the NFL, but I can guarantee you, even if he has to go to an HBCU, oh, Brian Flores will coach again. Oh, some people that's going to look out for him. He'll definitely, definitely have a job. Let's see. Who did we miss? let's <laughs> see see D-B-Z's with me absolutely man I have to think about it you know 100k mm, maybe not but you know you started talking about losing like one meal per game you know it's a thought I'm saying that I would have done it that's a thought I mean that's 16 meals go right in your pocket plus your salary it's a pretty good year that's a pretty good year. Malik's about to tag back in. I think he lost sound on his end. Matt B, I didn't know that. You're from the Ohio area. Bernie Kosar was a big drunk, huh? Wow. That must have been most of those quarterbacks from that era. Most of the quarterbacks, Bernie, Elway. Um, I don't think Montana was a drunk. But I know Bernie... Elway, Sims,
1: Kelly, Coach Kelly, <laughs> G.
0: Kelly, definitely. Yeah, the quarterbacks back then used to get it in, dude. They used to get it
1: in. But, you know, they had to if you think about it, because at the time those rules were allowing the quarterbacks to be target practices. I mean, you could body slam the quarterback. You could choke slam and close line-y. Hit him after the play, before the play.
0: So that was that was therapy for them. Yeah, too. Dan Marino
1: had to. Marino had to. He's standing in that pocket, throwing them rifles, getting crushed, crushed.
0: Man, look.
1: Man, but the, he
0: also said, I went to a couple of Buckeye games with a girl I dated in high school. It was so fun to watch Eddie George play. I was at the Rice game when it yeah, was a to six.
1: Eddie George is that guy. People don't realize how big Eddie George actually is. Like the guy is a monster. Yes,
0: yeah, George was a drunk. Yeah, the quarterback in that era, bro. You might be on to something.
1: I'm telling you.
0: He drank a lot.
1: Man, look, there's nothing. Look, getting hit now hurts. Now, just imagine with those rules, Tom Brady couldn't survive back then. Heck you no. Heck you no. Too frail. Just too small. Just too, too small.
0: So, Caleb Williams, you think this schedule next year is one of the toughest schedules that Notre Dame has had in recent history? And, and I- uh, Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I 100% do. A lot of it is because of the fact that these are all the best quarterbacks in the country is really on the schedule that's slotted. You got your uh, Keaton Slovis, you got your um, Caleb Williams, you're seeing C.J. Stroud, and just the barrier of quarterbacks right there, it just presents an issue because now the defense will be tested, which is good for Marcus Freeman. He's going to have a great time. Uh, game planning for that level of quarterback play which will propel us to be ready for playing against an Alabama with a Bryce Young so the the level of quarterback play that we'll see this season is definitely uh, at a premium than we've seen in any other season before so you know the games are going to be that much uh, more of a, a battle and that much more of a uh, an expectation for us to be able to cross over to where we want to be because we win these games, we're going to put ourselves easily in the playoff contention mm-hmm. and is, and is also going to be able to provide our quarterback with a lot of opportunity to put himself in that top five quarterback in the country. And, and maybe even in New York, I mean, if he beats CJ uh, Stroud, Caleb Williams, Keaton Slovis, uh, he's beating the court, the rest of the quarterbacks on the schedule. I mean, there's no way he's not sitting somewhere in New York or sitting somewhere for the top quarterback in country award so that's a lot of pressure. But this is the pressure that Coach Marcus Freeman was expecting, mm-hmm. especially closing a chapter on something and opening a new one. Everybody's is anticipating uh seeing the sparks fly, and I think they're going to deliver. Oh
0: boy, oh boy Timmy Johns responding to what we said. I think Kaepernick did have one option, and it was a major different option. I'm just speaking my true feeling, being 100% real. He could have picked a different stage, distasteful, effective, but distasteful. I mean, you know, everybody's retired to that decision. I right, Look,
1: I just don't get why he asked to go back, you know, after even doing all of that right, wrong, or indifferent. You know, if you're going to go out like that, just. Just don't be upset that they don't want to hire you back. I just think that's just so unrealistic.
0: Yeah. Definitely. You know what I
1: mean? Like, what are you doing a workout for? You already told them what they think, what you think of them. Yeah. You know, you sued them. What you mean? <laughs>
0: it's, it's disrespectful. Like, the people that gathered at the Edmunds Pettus Bridge expected to be beat up the head. Like, yeah. You knew when you lined up to walk across that bridge, you knew what was coming.
1: Yeah, you're not about to get beat up and it has to be friends, or yeah. like no, don't
0: no, don't get hit in the head like, oh my god.
1: you like what
0: you know <laughs> you your know, ass go up there, you know what's coming. You you know exactly how these owners are going to react to you, my man. Exactly. don't, don't try to rile everybody else up, like, oh my god, this is unexpected. No, it's not. No, it's not, no, it's not. No, it's not.
1: And we can't do nothing to help you.
0: You know what the deal is, and you knew that you had no other options. Or Mm -hmm. either you just weren't smart enough to measure twice and cut once. That's what the old people tell you. Measure twice, cut once. Like, you need to figure everything out before you make that move. Brian Mm -hmm. Flores, which, in my opinion, was the dopest thing, before he released the lawsuit and made it public, he called Mickey Loomis. And he called the ownership in Texas, in Houston, and informed both of them, hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm coming in for interviews, but I'm releasing this lawsuit. And this is- See,
1: but but Brian Flores is the ultimate Mm -hmm. description of what professionalism is. But at that level, professionalism at that level being black is just so off-putting to people because he's doing it the right way. And it's Loomis, like they gotta respect the way he's doing it, but they like, man, it,
0: Mickey Loomis was like, yeah, still come on down to come on down to Mobile. We still want to
1: interview. That's right. That's right.
0: Like you keeping it above, Mickey Loomis is like, that ain't got nothing to do with me.
1: That's right. That's right. And it's and it's good to see that that Flores is getting just some genuineness from from organizations from people because it's 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 something that. I don't even know. I mean, I think we all know what it is. Just taking them to court, if anything, are like you just trying to win some? I don't know what the goal is because at the end of the day, you can't tell nobody what to do with their stuff. Man.
0: No, you can't. But <laughs> you know I think going into it, uh, I think going into it, you know.
1: Yeah, you know that's it. No, he knows. And I, and I just hope he doesn't embarrass himself by trying to steal ass for no, a I job. Will I
0: will say this. It's pie in the sky, but he said it on CBS News. He said it on ESPN, on Get Up. That whole, you know, I want to change the hearts of the owners. Let me tell you something, bro. You're not changing their hearts. No. You know, there's nothing First of all,
1: they make way too much money not even in the football realm.
0: No. You don't have that power. You don't have that power, man. No. <laughs> you're not changing their hearts. You I don't care if they sit down. And you shouldn't
1: heart. want to. And you shouldn't want to because... Oh.
0: You want everybody to be themselves that's right be authentic if that's who you are be that but keep it a buck keep it above that's all i ask yeah and that's all i said earlier today man i'm fine with it hire who you want to hire just go ahead cut that check for the fine (coughs) on the proper process and allow it to go to charity.
1: That's it. That's it. If it's just about a process thing, then, yeah, you're absolutely right. But if you're trying to go in there and tell old people what to do, man, he might as well have them. A- <laughs> it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. It's, it's already not- hard telling it's older problem. people what to do, but then the older billionaires what to do? Come on. Yeah. You know better than that. You know better than that.
0: How long before Lincoln Rod? Because that defense is still going to be shabby.
1: Uh, they're gonna be good with Caleb. I mean, they're in the pac 12, the land of no defense too. So I do think that I don't think Lincoln Riley will skip a beat and 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 take a and take a dive unless he plays a team that's outside of the conference that's really good. Like a Notre Dame. If they mess around getting to the playoffs, maybe but UCLA, they're coming up. Dorial, uh, uh, what's his name? Dorial Reynolds, Robinson. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. Okay. Yep, he's coming back. And then, you know, Oregon is always solid. Anthony Brown did a good job last year. I don't know if he's 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 coming back, but Oregon always has a good team. So, I think Lincoln Riley is at the best place that Lincoln Riley should be at. I don't think he should be messing around the SEC. It'll it'll ruin his boy wonder, especially for the quarterback position.
0: Yeah, I see them still losing three games. I mean, when you get pushed around by the likes of Oregon State, they got pushed around by Stanford last year, bro. You watched that Stanford team with me? Yeah. With Notre Dame. If that's the team, they average, dude. You realize Stanford averaged seventy yards rushing last year, again? Seventy. They put up 200 on USC. Yeah, I know. USC got to
1: stop being pretty, but they just got prettier with the coach that they got. He's not looking to no physicality. That's a non-physical football team up at USC.
0: And, you know, K-Mac says he thinks it's going to be a quick turnaround. Pac-12, it might be a quick turnaround. I can tell you, what's not going to be a quick turnaround when they face somebody like Notre Dame, Alabama? (laughs) No. Ain't no quick turnaround.
1: Yeah, because they got to defend.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're going to see real fast like, oh, oh, this isn't a Pac-12.
1: Like that national championship game was the most physical game of the whole year by far. I mean, dudes were banging.
0: I don't think – I would be – I would love to sit and talk to a room full of both players from both teams. hmm. And just have, like, a real conversation just about the game.
1: Just about the game. That game, game. that was a special game. Special game. Like, y'all,
0: that was one of the games where it felt like they hated each other. But if you really looked at it, it's like, you know what? They just playing hard against each other. Like, they, like, at the park.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, like Like, nobody was watching. Yeah. This is just a hard Saturday. The boys it's out there are just day. like,
0: Absolutely. We, we
1: don't really, it's not about hating you, but I'm going to let you feel all of this. This is a championship on the line. Right. This is like the intensity you get like a turkey bowl with your family. Right. You know, you ain't seen your cousin and many owe you $20 and he come around that corner with that ball. And pop. I'm going to have to pop you a little bit harder.
0: Because <laughs> it wasn't like a lot of animosity.
1: You no, they wasn't feel chirping feel after the game. Of, they wasn't chirping too much. You didn't see a lot
0: of chirping. It was just kind of like.
1: You heard the hits. Man. And they got up. It was physical tackles, and it was just, they go back to the huddle. It was, it was really clean. Facts. But that's just the, the what the level of discipline and what it takes to even be that locked in. It's a championship game, and you discipline and making plays, and you're not talking stuff, trying to show your ass because you at the championship game. I mean, that was just impressive to watch. And, uh, you know, I think Notre Dame, we have the makeup of a team like that. Uh, We're filling in some of them gaps with the players. I love to hear linebackers are sideline to sideline in the speed group.
0: Yeah.
1: Because that will be the biggest difference we'll notice first day at a Notre Dame game is us making plays on the sideline.
0: So somebody else asked me this earlier, and we can talk about it. Look, man, look. Jim Harbaugh going back to Michigan, if I had to put my money on where Dante Moore is going to college, it's not Michigan. I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not worried about Michigan.
1: Michigan State, maybe.
0: I I might be worried. I'm definitely worried about Mel Tucker Yeah. and that relationship that's there. Michigan, I'm not worried about Michigan. No. At all. So him going back to Michigan means nothing other than he got a 50 spot waiting on him in Columbus. Ew. CJ, CJ Stroud, I think they're looking forward to that game more than they're looking forward to Notre Dame.
1: Yeah, they're not thinking about us because we don't play them enough. It's no. just a big game off of respect. But yeah. Michigan has got something coming for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dante is not. I don't know where you're hearing this. Malik talks to him, literally talks to him. Dante Moore isn't going to Michigan.
1: Definitely not.
0: He's not. So, you can take take our word. You can believe what you want to believe. I'm just telling you. He's not going to Michigan. Heck, Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese is doing his damn thing on the recruiting trail. Like, we can say what we want to say. He's putting in work. He's putting in work. He has a fantastic relationship with Dante. Fantastic relationship. Fantastic relationship with Carnell Tate. Doing his thing. So
1: it'd be interesting, man. I think uh, Tommy has a lot to be waiting for this year coming up. I think Coach Freeman has a high expectation. That's why he's kind of. Not saying too much just yet, but I feel like he'll address it if it needs to be addressed. But, you know, that offensive side of football is the biggest question, at least going into the spring. Because right now, I feel like I know what the defense is going to bring.
0: Oh, they, they, the defense is telling you what they're bringing. Mm -hmm. They're telling you, like, oh, we're winning the national championship. That's right. You know, like Howard said, he said eventually the offense will catch up around the springtime. Yeah. The
1: well, it's really that's we gotta see what we're we'll working with.
0: <laughs> that's true. Hey, you know what though? I'll say this. Um, I pointed this out earlier today. If Jack Cone had any scrambling ability, if he the ball, would have been totally different.
1: Yeah, 100%. Because it over, was all
0: state adjusted, they, it, they went man-to-man. Man. There was plenty of opportunities to run for first downs, plenty. Jack Cone couldn't, he couldn't do anything.
1: Just a limited option, man.
0: Yeah. So Jack Cone is one of those quarterbacks that needs everything to go right on a play Yeah, for him to be successful. And that's,
1: and, that's, and that's what Tommy likes, you know, because he's not going to get outside of that parameter of what Tommy sees the drive as, because Tommy can't account for the yards that Tyler Buckner may get on a broken play. Mm-hmm. So then that changes what you're calling. It could throw off the rhythm because, you know, sometimes you script certain drives. You want to see certain things. You want to set up certain, th- certain stuff. But with a guy that's off script like Tyler is, It's hard to put together drives. I mean, it just makes the quarterback – the quarterback's job – tough. quarterback – it makes Tommy's job tougher. You know, it definitely makes Tommy's job tougher, which is why I think they value Jack Cone's arm over what Tyler Buckner could bring skill-wise. Because if you – like you said, Oklahoma State was begging Jack Cone to run. There was times in the game where there was nobody in front of Jack Cone, and he's patting the ball to try to look downfield, you know, so – yeah. I think it's interesting to see that that's what they valued enough to say, all right, I know at least Tyler's going to run some, throw some. They went straight throw. Yeah. So I'm that makes me more concerned about Tyler's throwing ability, but he's got a whole year to prove us wrong.
0: Thank you for the Super Chat, Jeffrey. Love what you two do. We appreciate you. Thanks for tapping in with us.
1: Thanks. For t- yeah, definitely. Thanks, yeah.
0: Let's see, we got another super chat from my boy Matt, 2011 GT, missed the show earlier. But now that you bring it up again about Cone and running ability, we have a guy at quarterback that can run, still don't understand why he didn't see the damn field.
1: Yes, it is concerning because you got a guy that's highly rated, everybody says good things about him. And in the game where we really could have used his skill set, he didn't even get a play. Over a guy that everybody knows that the guy that played is not more talented than the guy that was sitting on the bench. So it's just an interesting uh, wonder why, number one. And two, you know, it makes you a little nervous for the chemistry between Tommy and, and Tyler going into next season.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And the good thing is Tyler and Drew can both scramble and use their legs. Uh, here we go.
1: (laughs) Well, this is big time college football, man. You talking about look just because you can move around, don't mean you can run.
0: I don't care who they name the starting quarterback. I'm still talking ish in the bus. I'm gonna talk the same. (laughs) I do. I don't care if they name Steve Angeli the starting quarterback. I care. I'm talking. I'm talking. I
1: wouldn't talk. I wouldn't talk. I'd be like, you know what? I'm talking. That's okay, because that's the type of spirit we need in the MF area. It don't matter who we playing. We talking no matter what. We
0: talking. Might as well. Come on, man. Sometimes you got to talk. You got to sell wolf tickets.
1: Yeah. Blow it up a little bit.
0: Sell wolf tickets. <laughs> It's like somebody walk up on you. Like, who is this? Who are you?
1: Who are you? Yeah, get them wondering. About to punk me? That's right.
0: You know what I'm saying I might understand. Like they you said, you surround it, hit the first one, and run.
1: That's right. As long as you get one shot in, you good because they got to they got to do something. Yep. I'm about using, using feet, man. That's it. Yeah. So that's cool.
0: I'm sure I'll be surrounded by a hundred thousand. That's cool. <laughs> Still talking. That ish. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Look, Lilo Glunt. See this? That's the problem, Lilo. I can't help myself. Don't be at the horseshoe talking crazy, man. Look,
1: we there, and we running the show.
0: That's the right best. in front of
1: the stadium.
0: That's the best place to talk it.
1: That's right.
0: You kidding me? Come on, man. Are you kidding? That's the best. Can you imagine the fourth quarter?
1: Don't let it be tight. Don't let us be hanging on.
0: Even worse than that. Forget tight. Don't let it get to the fourth quarter and know the like up 10. Oh, Oh, I'm, oh. It's getting ugly.
1: It's it's going to get ugly. The
0: ushers are definitely going to have to come down. Because this is going to be some upset Buckeye fans, like,
1: Oh like, for you, sure.
0: You need to come get dude before we get him. Like, no, I dare you to get get me. Get me. Cause we getting
1: y'all on the field.
0: <laughs> yep, somebody gonna catch it. Go ahead and get me. <laughs> Somebody's gonna catch it. I might <laughs> get all five of y'all.
1: But somebody please, yeah, please, somebody gonna catch one.
0: At least two is gonna catch it. Super chat. Thank you, Jim Linton, for the super chat. We appreciate you. Man, we're just having fun. Uh, Timmy John said, man, that brings a flashback. I had to run for my life back to my vehicle after- <laughs> <laughs> at the kill God, me. He's kill me. I know that for sure if they got a hold of me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you made it back, Timmy.
1: Oh man, you <laughs> had to get up out of there, man. That coast game. It was probably around when Peyton was there. You know, them coast fans crazy was crazy over Peyton.
0: Probably was. Matt D says, "Yeah, if we're up ten. It's gonna get ugly in there. That's the best <laughs> time to strike.
1: That's the best <laughs> time to strike. Best time to strike best I know time. if I was an Oregon fan, I would have gotten a fight up there at Ohio State. Oh, earlier this year? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Oregon was up like twenty in the second half. Oh man, Damn. yeah. Oh, bad. That's the best, bro. You don't let opportunities by like that go by." A once in a lifetime opportunity to talk trash at the shoe. I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about Jim Nose. I'm talking yeah. about Ryan Day. I'm yeah. About Trayvon. I'm talking all about of it, dude. I'm trying to talk to uh, Baby Harrison. Mm-hmm. Like, man, your father got any more uh, guns? I'm, yeah, I'm everything. I'm bringing up everything. You
1: looking up info on players. You looking up info on the coach. I'm
0: coming with all the jokes.
1: Crazy.
0: All the jokes. Let's see. What we get out of here. Matt, don't tell me you're scared,
1: man. Yeah, Matt. If he's Matt, scared, go to church.
0: Yeah. Don't be scared.
1: Come on, man. We here. I got you. We the fighting Irish, not the scared Irish.
0: (laughs) Matt D. said, y'all don't make me have to work OT. I can't keep everybody out of jail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. It'd be good sitting on the
0: dove in jail. Anthony Solomon said, can you imagine, Sean, if N.D. is up 20 in the fourth quarter? Anthony, let me tell you something, bro.
1: I'm storming the field. We up 20? Oh, my God. Yeah, we winning the championship. I'm storming the field. Bro.
0: If Notre Dame was up 20 in the shoot late, my comments won't even be about Notre Dame. <laughs> All of my comments are going to be about how trash- How
1: trash Ohio State is. That's it. That's y'all it. Trash. That is it.
0: Y'all garbage. Michigan going to spank y'all again.
1: Y'all might even get got by Wisconsin and Burks, cause you well, know Mercy well,
0: Western might get y'all. <laughs> I'm letting it ride. <laughs> Hell, oh man. man! And don't let don't let Tyler throw for more yards. than CJ. Oh man!
1: Yeah, don't let Tyler cut up, cause I'm really going in.
0: Yeah, Lee Marie. Congratulations to Jack Cohn for winning the Pat Tillman Award at the Senior Bowl. It wasn't the Senior Bowl. It was actually the East-West Shrine Bowl where he won that award. But definitely tip of the cap to Jack Cone on receiving that award.
1: Respect, Jack, man. You've been nothing but good to us at another day.
0: <laughs> Yo, so we'll see you guys tomorrow morning 9 a.m. Uh yeah. Let here capital This is, bro, this used to be the most exciting day years ago, man, for a long time. First Wednesday mm-hmm. in February. Now,
1: it's whatever.
0: Yeah. Early signing period changed everything. hmm. Oh, well. Well. At least we get to see Mel Tucker whoop on Jim Harbaugh again.
1: That's right. Mel Tucker take over the Big Ten. That's what I want to see.
0: We actually need Mel to have a suspect season next year, though. That's what we need. I don't think it's going to happen. Let's see, because Kenneth Walker went to the NFL, right?
1: He should have. Yeah, they got to get a marquee player back there.
0: I did see the mock draft. They have Cal has moved up to number three. Going where? Number three in the draft to the – who has the third pick? I want to say Houston. I think it was the Houston Texans.
2: Hmm.
0: They had a third. Yes, the Houston Texans at, Texans at three. That
1: Wouldn't be bad.
0: I don't want him in that. That uh, No. I want him to go to a good organization, man. He
1: too high in the draft for that.
0: <sighs> Dude. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, well. Oh, well. I guess he'll just have to look forward to uh, Pro Bowls.
1: <laughs> Making his money
0: because that Super Bowl. I don't know about that one.
1: Yeah, too bad it can not go to the Bengals.
0: You just had to sneak that in there, dude.
1: Hey, the Bengals at the back of the line this year, baby.
0: <laughs> Man, Lucky Lucky podcast is always brought to you by Nora Whiskey. NoraWiskey.com is that premium American whiskey, NoraWiskey.com. Thank you for another episode of O oh, and another thing from my man Malik Zayir at Overtime Malik. I'm Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. Go get some rest. We'll see you in the morning. Spinning different.